Man, you can. Jinkos were the best, though. Oh, my God. You can fit a roller down your back pocket. You can fit everything. You can bring your dog to school. Just throw it back there. Just pull your dog out. Underneath your. Next to your foot, have it walk next to you. Welcome to the Fox and the Stone. I'm Tyler. And I'm everybody's favorite fox, Theron. And it's a podcast where two friends talk about nerd stuff, mental health, and pop culture. And today, Theron and I are very excited to welcome our very first guest of the podcast, friend from high school, Mr. William Stout. Hello, William. Welcome hey to the couch. Thanks. Welcome to the couch, indeed. William. Happy to be on here. Yeah, happy, to, happy to have you. Well, I reached out, uh, William reached out to me the very first day the podcast launched, and uh, I was uh, really happy to hear from him, and I immediately said, I'm going to add you to the list of potential guests, and I am a man of my word, and here you are, first <laughs> guest of the pod. Here I have a running I list, and I've been scheduling people, and we got it done. Um, so, William... If you want to, go ahead and tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, what are your hobbies. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I'm on here because I'm I'm a nerd. I, I like all things Marvel specifically, and uh, all things Star Wars more. But uh, yes. that's you know that's what I do most of the time. I'm a I'm a freelance photographer, um, so I do that as my job. And uh, I also make coffee on the side, so there's that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everybody loves some coffee, so you know uh, that's. I mean, that's mostly what I'm about. I, I stick to my my circle there of those those few things, and hopefully, I can show my son once he gets a little bit bigger. He's already into Spider-Man, so hopefully, okay. we're gonna keep that going and get him a little bit more into some some better things. That's awesome. Yeah, because Spider-Man is your favorite Marvel superhero. It's also mine as well. Mm. Choices. Yeah. He's the most popular. It's kind kind of of the best. Yeah. I I feel like we're like... It's mostly, like, kid-friendly. So, like, (laughs) you you begin out... You start out that way, and then, like, you know... (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the best. See, how I see (laughs) Spider-Man is, like, the Starbucks of superheroes. Him and Batman and Superman... So it's just like, oh, oh my god, like, I love Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, they're my favorite. And I'm just like... Okay, first of all, there's nothing wrong with Starbucks, first of all. And you, of all people, should not be dragging that down, because you and I had Starbucks every Saturday during grad school for three years, so please. <laughs> While drinking out of a unicorn Starbucks cup. That is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> it looks like a disco ball, like... Uh, bottle. It's beautiful, is what it is. It is. It's very, it's very sparkly. This is where I get all my homosexual energy from. Uh, so nice. <laughs> well, so, William, William, thanks again for for being on the podcast. We appreciate yeah. you being here, and we're excited for the show. Speak for um, yourself, but I am excited that you're here, William. <laughs> 
I thought that was going in a completely different direction. You yeah, I was like, like fuck yourself, William. You're like, we don't know like, you. No. We don't like you. We hate you. <laughs> yeah, Theron's like, well, I'll be the judge of that at the end of the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, let's start as we always do with a mental health check-in. So, Theron, do you want to go first? Let's have our guests we'll our... go first. So, William. Sure. I'm a professional therapist. How are you feeling? How's your mental health? Uh, you know, it's a bit it's a bit shaky right okay. now. Going, I'm going through a lot of transitions mm-hmm. in the life. So, you know, uh, I've been going also through uh, therapists apparently. So, I just got me a new one starting out. So, yeah, nice. Uh, I only see upwards from here. Hey, it's. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Have you met with your therapist yet for that first? Yeah, yeah. First um, appointment. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. And I got uh, I got another one tomorrow. So okay. I'm 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 set to go. She seems she seems great. I I have I've had issues uh, with past therapists. Mm. So I hate to hear that. It 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 sucks when when you have a therapist that you feel like at one time either like gives up on you or you just don't jive with you know, for whatever reasons, you know, because it just, it, it, it does suck, you know, yeah. and sometimes we can internalize that and feel like, well, can anyone out there help me? But they can. It's just sometimes that we, I think sometimes we forget that like our therapist that we talk to can sometimes be burnt out as well mm-hmm. too. And that's not good for us because we're wanting somebody who's kind of on fire to help us. Right. So I'm glad you found somebody that you jive with. Yeah, for sure. I think that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Tyler, go ahead. How are you feeling? Yeah. um, Not the best, but not the worst. Mm -hmm. If you, and I won't dive into it too much on the show. Um, We've already talked a little bit off air, uh, but if you follow me, if you're a close friend of mine, you know that Natalie suffered a uh, ankle injury over the weekend. So that's been a transition. Um, She's doing great. She's just posted up on the bed watching TV shows and playing with her toys and she's getting around on her crutches and I got her little wheelchair, like a kid's wheelchair. So she's just scooting around and she's doing her thing. She is so tough. Um, I am just amazed by what a trooper she is um, during this time. But uh, this is the first kind of major injury that my daughter has, has gone through Mm -hmm. and it was hard for me to experience. Yeah. Uh, we were wondering when this would happen because when you have little ones, you know that they're some they're probably going to get hurt one way or another. And when she did, it was uh, it was hard to handle, but she's doing good and um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been a lot. It's, it's been kind of stressful at work too. So it's just been a culmination of all those different things kind of combining. But uh, I'm doing better, so I'm excited to talk some Marvel to kind of get my mind off of things for a little bit. So. That's me. That's me. Darren? I'm happy to... I'm, I'm, it sucks that she, um, that she got hurt, man. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> I can't imagine something like that happening. So I can... You're, you're definitely getting through it, man. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was, it was scary, but yeah, things are getting better now. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I'll share mental health-wise. Um, I'm doing pretty good. There's nothing really going on right now. A lot of changes in my life is happening too. Um, but this week has been a really good one. I just kind of relaxed, chilled. 
um, talked to some friends, been around, you know, just living life at this moment. Um, so don't want to drag this out longer than it needs to be right now. I'm just doing good and I'm happy to be doing good. And I'm happy that we have a guest on our podcast. Me too. I'm, I'm happy to be here excited. once again. I'm so <laughs> stoked to be on here. So super stoked. He's a huge fan of the pod. Oh. I'm a huge fan of the pod. And if you're not a fan of the pod, I hate you. That's all. <laughs> you are not a real person. And Ride I just validate all your feelings. <laughs> so let's go into my favorite part of the podcast. Sick, sad world. I hope that picked up. So today I was on the interwebs. And um, <laughs> the Tokyo Olympics have put their athletes on um, cardboard beds to discourage them for boning. And I personally am a big component uh, and big fan and a big advocate for phone, uh, boning. I almost said the other word. So the fact that <laughs> they're not allowing adults to have sex and carnal relationships while during the Olympics is weird because adults will find a way to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I have it, questions. Yeah, How many here. questions? Same here. Too many questions on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, William. Oh, well, I, was it, what did they have any kind of reasoning behind it at all? Why they would even remotely try to stop them from <laughs> fornicating? Uh, <laughs> fornicating. And... I'm sorry. Know. This whole story is just. I can't handle this. I don't know what's happening. I'm just imagining like cardboard. So are they like cardboard boxes just kind of like taped together? And they're just like, you sleep here and you sleep here. And we're going to have chaperones walk in the halls all night. And if we hear any kind of boning taking place. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're kicked out of the Olympics. You think, you, think a, you think a cardboard box is going to stop people? You know how many homeless people are out there underneath like boardwalks and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Come homeless on. people. Like, think of the teenagers. Like, it, what I just think it's funny is just because, like, this year's Olympics is already clouded with so many controversies with the marijuana gate and then the testosterone gate with the African women and just coming off a lot very uh anti-black but now they're like anti-sex positivity is just weird these are adults and um, they're athletes so we need more athletes so they're just gonna make more super athletes if someone gets pregnant so i don't mm -hmm. get the issue here isn't this what you that's want how that works right i took biology that's how it works that's we do like exactly. the little punnett squares <laughs> yeah because you know there's this thing called codominance and you put the little square there and then you know you start playing with the traits and whatever's a recessive trait yeah. might still be awesome there Man, shout out to our high school biology teacher. She was so cool. Mine's was a racist. <laughs> I can't oh. say names. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say their names. No, it's kidding. <laughs> I found so, okay. So, do they have pictures? Are there pictures out there of these um, these cardboard beds? Yes. So Okay, what's the weight capacity on these? I don't know. But from what I'm seeing is, like, one um, Irish gymnast of the name of Race Mc. McClanahan. Um, yeah, I can't ever say Irish last names. McClanahan. 
he basically was just like jumping on one of them and he's like, yeah, um, these can go the distance. So (laughs) (laughs) he starts singing Hercules. (laughs) I can find my way. I can go the distance. Hey, we don't know that. We don't own that song. I stopped. (laughs) I was like, I don't, what I don't need. Disney's like, knock, knock, open up. Minnie Mouse (laughs) and Daisy Duck knocking on my door. Like, pay the fuck up. Like, give us our royalties. Walt Walt's um, cryogenic suspended head sent us here. So, um, but I think it's ridiculous. I think the entire institution of the Olympics um, has shown their entire ass this year, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty fucking ridiculous. If you ask me, are there that many people that are just trying to just to get after it? In the I Olympics? Like, is there that many people that it's become a problem? I've heard Ciao. that a lot of people do get down. Like I, but I, I, I think I remember hearing like years ago where they were like, they were like giving all the other like they were passing out condoms for everyone because everyone there was just like no way yeah what? because they're like we know they're you know what's gonna happen well it's just like a it's like people get together and they're they're all like they're kind of stressed out they're around other beautiful athletes and they're like why not. We're single. But see, this is how my mind <laughs> We're works. We're adults. Why not? <laughs> so this is how my mind works. Now, I played basketball for a while. And the last yeah. thing I wanted to do, even though I wasn't a great basketball player, but like after practice or like running drills, the last thing I want to do is have sex with somebody. Because I am tired. My feet hurt. My joints hurt. My back is aching. And I stink. So now imagine that on the scale of the Olympics, everybody's gonna fucking stink by the end of the day. Like it's gonna be and be tired. Everyone's gonna smell like fifty five pounds and bounce that ass. Like I don't think that's a thing that anybody wants to do. <laughs> but I, think, well, I, I just I just assume that the fornication was taking place prior to them competing. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. I don't know, you don't, man. You don't, think, you don't think you don't think they're all just you know going through. The entire process, and then afterwards, they're like, "All right, hotel room, could Bam, be right sex there. parties." Hey, <laughs> it's just going to be like a lot of hotel sex parties at the Olympics. Let's just say that now, allegedly, so we don't get sued. Oh, right now we have the Olympics <laughs> after us. Damn it! I was like, "Oh God, damn it!" We're two for two. <laughs> hey, but like that's good publicity. And to be honest, like I love clout in certain doses. So just being known as the podcast that the Olympics and Disney went after, I would, I would die happy. (laughs) Yeah. So I wouldn't. What's next on the docket, buddy. So Tyler was like, keep it light. And I am. So let's talk about the free Britney movement, but like lightheartedly, because I guess Britney Spears has now gotten access to her Instagram account. Um, (laughs) And she's coming for blood. So let me pull up the post. I'm just going to get to the shady part. So did she not have access to her Instagram at all? From what it looks like to me. Because I thought she just snapped one day and was just like, listen here. I'm going to let you guys know how I truly feel. This whole thing just makes me turn into like Chris Crocker like all over again. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. who? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it just makes me want to like... Turn all like just get underneath your bed sheets, yeah. Just be like, just go on Instagram live, just leave her alone. (laughs) Um, Chris Crocker was one of the few people who were like, legit, leave Britney the fuck alone. And (laughs) 
That was like 2007. That was like when she shaved her head. Yes. And yes. like all that. Like, I so. still stand by uh, Chris Crocker saying, before I'm an American, I'm a Britney Spears fan. Uh, I think that's my favorite <laughs> quote ever. Like, anarchy and hit me, baby, one more time. Um, I, but um, I dropped my phone. That was great. But so I was, you know, on the interweb today, as one does when they have nothing to do and no children on a Sunday. And Britney Spears was going in, and she was just, like, talking about how there are people speaking out who didn't say anything when she was in the midst of her storm. And I hope that, that you know, she was saying, I hope to my fans that that's happening to you. I'm so sorry. I know how that feels. I've been there. I'm still there. And then next thing you know, I was just going down, and then I just read this. And she goes, I also don't like that my sister showed up at an awards show and performed my songs to remixes. And I was just like... So she talked about Jamie Lynn, a.k.a. Zoe 101. So not only did Jamie Lynn ruin my childhood by deciding to get pregnant young, but now she done fucked up Zoe. Uh, she's fucked up with Britney Spears. And now Britney Spears is coming after her ass, too, which is really funny because Jamie Lynn, I went and did some digging and some research because I am a journalist with integrity. She is now deleted her video where she came out in support of Britney saying, like, I love my sister and my sister was going to speak out. I wanted her to do it first before I came out there to the interwebs and said something. And she deleted that and um, her <laughs> comments are disabled. So the I Brit loved her before she was a hashtag. <laughs> I loved Britney before Britney was Britney, even though I'm <laughs> younger than Britney. Like, me and my youngins, Jamie Lynn and Jamie Lynn and the other Jamie Lynn. But it, so it, Jamie Lynn Spears was actually like on stage singing songs because I thought she just was an actress and then she stopped acting. Well, according to my research, uh, <laughs> I looked up. Get the, it. Uh. I looked up <laughs> where she performed. Dude, I, just, I just quoted that the other day, so that just that whole. Come on, Magic School Bus. Yeah, it was. Just, it was I loved it. Yeah, so I. Uh, <laughs> so I looked it up and it was in the 2017 Radio Disney Awards and I was like I don't even know what the fuck that is and the only sliver of a clip I could find Britney looked so uncomfortable she looked so bored and she was doing that like hmm, you have you have children when your children do something mediocre but you don't want to be like Ugh. so you're just like mm, congratulations sweetie you're so talented go to your room you know go play it was very mm -hmm. much that um I mean, I feel like both of your children are very talented, um, so that is not something you have to do. But it was really just very dismissive and just like, I'm here because my dad is making me be here. Mm. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, my roommate, Cotty, was like, he saw it on Instagram himself and he said, you could tell she was so disinterested in being there and it's super uncomfortable. Um, Saint Ho actually posted a clip of it on Instagram, if that's something you guys want to see. Uh, I've never heard of it. Maybe just send us the link and we'll we'll check it out. Yeah, or I can, go, I can go look it up. I guess you said it's called Saint Ho. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay, yeah, I'll it check it out. Will since I just met Will today, <laughs> so let me follow Will on Instagram. So, what is your thoughts on this whole like instance of like Britney Spears and Ho is spelled um, how I usually spell it the fun way? Um, so, um, oh, it's hoax. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's it's Ho. <laughs> They no, it's hoax. I thought it was an E there. Oh, 
Okay, I was like Saint Ho. I would I have spent years I trying to find that. Like, I swear, I, I would have literally on. already on like looking for Saint Ho. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, was I like, swear, I have a master's degree, y'all. I was like, is this someone's like OnlyFans account? It's like, like I can't a, find it. It's it's on a it's on a um, thread type uh, post. It's like a multiple post, so it's like the last one. Yeah. It's like the uh, third to the last post. And Jamie Lynn is very stiff, and um, she looks like her sister. Um, and she's there, and she has the energy of a broomstick. And it's really sad because Britney Spears' son's there, and he's, like, standing because his mom told him to. But then, like, when it jumps back to him, he's sitting back down. And you know you ain't doing good when your nephew sits back down. Right. So now I guess some of the new some of the news that's coming out about this the story of Brittany and her being freed from her conservatorship is now that she's allowed to get her own lawyer. Is that correct? She's allowed to get her own lawyers. And she is, because what was crazy is her conservatorship, her dad could choose who she used as legal counsel. And now the judge is like, okay, that's not right. Let's fix that. But what's really sad is that Brittany is paying for her father's lawyers as well, per her conservatorship. And, Again, we were trying to keep it light, but that's really fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Goodness. No, it definitely is. No, I mean, obviously, we want Brittany to be able to make her own decisions as she should be able to, and then her dad needs to fuck off. So hopefully, um, she'll she'll I'm be just, able to. I, I'm be just her so own person. concerned at like how this even comes about. Like, how do you even get involved to 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 own somebody in general you're just like i have this idea you look she's making a lot of money or whatever i just want to own her as that so what kind of happened with britney uh she had that infamous meltdown um she had two of them one in 07 and then another at the end of 2008 and her dad uh 2007 i'm sorry and her dad he basically put her under um conservatorship because she was considered not fit mentally to continue to like take care of her money and be mentally competent which i'm like okay cool that's cool but most conservatorships don't entail like oh we're gonna make business plans off of you and we're gonna hire all these people like during the uh documentary on hulu the free britney movement um her father was boasting about this conservatorship as like uh this is how all hollywood contracts should look like and i'm like no, like conservatorships are just there in place. So somebody who's not mentally fit does not blow through their money and ruin themselves financially or make poor decisions with their livelihood. I've never really seen a conservatorship where it took ownership over someone else's body, though. I've never heard of a conservatorship that blocks who you marry and also blocks like reproductive organs because she is forced to take a certain birth control because she wanted to have another child with her boyfriend and her dad's not letting it happen and that is so strange to me like as a parent it would make me it'd feel it'd make me feel like absolute shit if somebody told me i was unfit to be a father Mm -hmm. after already being a father i mean because i don't think her kids were ever in danger right (sighs) This was well, just... in that instance, she did refuse uh, to give her kids back because she had a custody agreement with Kevin Federline, my cousin's mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend, by the way, y'all. Um, 
She uh, and oh, yeah, we did mention that. Yeah, and baby's father. Hey, Shar, if you're listening, um, she is. Uh, <laughs> but um, basically, she didn't give him back, and she locked herself in the bathroom, and so she did put the kids at risk. So, and then she got, you know, taken away in an ambulance. I can never say that word correctly. So it's a really sad story. But like, her dragging her family on Instagram lately has been really funny. It's yeah. like poetic justice um granted it's not actual justice um she needs to be let go of that conservatorship and get somebody else over her money and her her finances and whatnot but just watching her drag like i thought jamie lynn would be at least safe from the dragging like i knew that she came for the daddy she came for the mama but i thought jamie lynn and her brother would be off limits but she came for all of them she wants all their heads and i'm living for it Mm mm-hmm I'm sure so, almost, like, almost probably, I mean, every Brady fan is living for this right now. Like, they, this is the, this is the peak. This is what people want. They want to free Britney. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's a thing. Right. You know, that's, this is yeah. the, this it needs is to it. happen. It needs and, to happen. And to be honest, I stopped being a Britney Spears fan in, like, 2008 maybe 2009 no you no you did not everybody everybody is always like no, 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 she's irrelevant no you did not yeah no, everybody like, i stopped listening to her new music after like high school circus is still my shit i've seen britney spears live in 2009 in tulsa um but like i i'm not saying like she's i'm not living for britney but i'm not living for her new sound um some of her new songs suck but then she has this one with g easy and it has this, like dolphin noise in it. It's like make me move or something. Now that's fire. But I just think as a person with empathy, seeing another person go through that, that's the main driving force for me to be like, get this lady out of here. Uh, it's not because she's a celebrity. Because if this happened to you, Will, or if this happened to you, Tyler, or any of our listeners, and I found out about it, and there's abuse of conservatorship, I'm going to beat somebody's ass if I could. But I I'm wanna, definitely going to... Yeah. Yeah, I would love for you to make a whole video. I want the sheet over your head, everything for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cried. Leave Will alone. hundred <laughs> percent. If that happened to me, man. Yes, yes. So that's really all I have for today's uh, sick, sad world. There's nothing really going on in my bubble that's not funny um, or too sad. So yeah. Well, we've been covering the uh, the the. Britney movement um, since the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. we've mentioned it in one of the episodes prior, so we'll continue to do that. I forgot to mention, develop. I forgot to mention real quick, because I'm sure. young and hip. I'm part of the Gen Zers or whatever. Um, Olivia Rodrigo is now my president. I saw her oh, this week yeah. earlier in D.C. on TMZ, and she was wearing a classic Chanel uh two-piece skirt suit and i just want to say whoever is styling this little lady needs a raise on top of a raise um olivia's a legend she's an icon and she's the current moment and she's the new wave and thank you for bringing back punk rock and uh, pop punk back to the mainstream even though you're super pop but hey i'm living for you yeah, I was surprised what that sound was going to be like because all I'd heard from her was a really good song from High School Musical, the the series. What was that that long convoluted title on Disney Plus? It was like High School, High School Musical, oh, was, yeah. the movie, the series, the 
uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's like High School Musical, the musical, the series. High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, the musical. And I was just like, I was, waiting for, I was just waiting for Leonardo DiCaprio to come out and be like, we got to go deeper. Like, it was a scene from Inception. I was like, what are we doing with this title? But anyway, all I heard was like one of her, one song from, from that show and Driver's License. So to hear, like, I think the first single from that album was maybe like either Brutal. Deja Vu or... or well, oh. I think that's the first track on Good the album. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, Good. yeah. So, like, hearing that sound, I was like, oh, this is way different from what I heard. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I actually listened to the whole album the other day, and uh, thumbs up for sure. I really liked it. Literally sounds like Paramore. Like, oh, that song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's pretty... I mean, that's... It's I pretty mean, close. It's... Yeah. It's also kind of like... If you, if you guys, like, listen to the lyrics of that song, like, it's... It's kind of rough, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Haley Williams a few years ago was like, "I'm no longer going to perform Misery Business in concert." So Olivia Rodrigo was like, "I got you, fam." And so she wrote that song. <laughs> Listen, she's like, "This song will still be played live, but it's gonna be my version of it." It's perfect. Haley Williams sprinted in her Heelys so Olivia Rodrigo can walk. <laughs> so she sprinted and then rolled a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing about Olivia Rodrigo... Shout out to Heelys, man. If you got them and you can... If you're still rocking Heelys, let us know. That's awesome. I will say this before we move on. I would just say, like, Olivia Rodrigo, whoever she's working with, she has really good management. Like, they make sure that she's, like... She did the Disney thing, but then she Mm -hmm. broke out of it out of nowhere um, with that driver's license song. She's making Mm -hmm. songs for TikTok, really, because all of her, like, um, chorus are very TikTok-inspired. So she, and they're dressing her immaculate, and they're putting her where she needs to be. So hopefully she got a really good management team. And I will always say, brutal by her is just like peak two thousand there, two thousand seventeen there. And like I'm angsty. Like if you tell me to enjoy my youth, I'm gonna start crying. Like I was crying at the drop of a hat in two thousand seven. So I like that I get to go in the time machine every time I listen to her, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> two thousand seven. I think you said two thousand seventeen. I was like, that was the peak of your angst four years ago? <laughs> I was like, good lord. God, you're just now you're, coming down from that shit? I was like, I know it was year two of grad school, but geez, dude. We're going to get through this, I swear. No, year, year two, the year 2000, between 2000, late 2006 to 2011, I was just like angsty and like, God, it's brutal out here. Like, uh, no one understands me, you know? So. Yeah, I was one of the two emo kids at Morris, so yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, and then your wife was like cyberpunk 58, like whatever the fuck she was going she, through. She was goth. Yeah. She was yeah. goth AF. What about you, Will? Were you ever goth or emo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, swoop? man. I was. I had, I had a massive swoop. So it, it all started, it, it all, it was like really random how I even fell into that whole fashion genre in general of that kind of stuff is just the way I was, I grew up and my jeans always fit incredibly tight because they were hand-me-downs from my mm. two older sisters. Oh. And so like it just, it went with it and I just... I embraced it, and I liked the music at the time. Like, 2006 had, I mean, was, I mean, he had, like, good yeah. Fall Out Boy stuff going on at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taking Back Sunday, you had Postal Service. Under so many, Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I mean, you had so many, like, bangers 
at that point mm-hmm. in time. Hawthorne just, Heights. God. See, yeah. You know, Dude. <laughs> I don't want to make this an emo podcast. We'll say that one other time. But my God, I could go all uh, day. I could talk all day emo music with William. William, my favorite shirt that you had was a Thursday. Remember the band Thursday? Yeah. You had that shirt. had a little bird on it. It was the war all the time shirt. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So dope. Just so real quick. Good. The only reason why I decided like adopt the emo motif was because I have three older brothers, and when everyone points at you and you're like, you're this person's brother, right? Or what's your name? So I was like, I need a breakout, and I already hate it. Like rap music, my brothers dress like all my brothers dress like different iterations of LL Coogee. LL Coogee, like that's the only way I can describe it. And I was like, like a Fubu shirt on Fubu shirt. My oldest brother would wear Fubu, like the Fubu hoodies and snapbacks. Then my Remember other one, Echo, Remember Echo, had about a to rhino on it. Yeah, my <laughs> brother, rhino, my brother Kendall would wear everything Echo. Like he was just like Echo this, Echo that. But he went to Jink, so he was like prep, but still hood. And then my brother Adouhaye was like the king of South Pole. So I was like, I don't want to wear any of that. I want to wear black clothes, please. And Jankos. <laughs> man, you can... Jankos were the best, though, man. Oh, my God. You could fit a ruler down your back pocket. So many pockets. You could fit everything. <laughs> you could okay. bring your dog to school, just throw it back there. Just no. Pull so your like, dog out. Underneath your... your next to your foot and have it walk next to you Jeez. <laughs> so I, I wasn't allowed to wear jankos because the year that i wanted them that summer a video on youtube when youtube first started this man just start pulling out different weapons out of all his baggy clothes and so oh, like God. my mom was just like sarah no you're not gonna wear that because i don't want you to get profiled at school and i was like okay whatever so then she bought me my first pair of skinny jeans Cause she's like, I saw this little white kid wearing these. Now I'll fit in. (laughs) She goes, I saw this little white kid wearing this, and you're a skater, right? I was like, No, I read books. And she's like, Close enough. Here you go. So, shout out to Claire. They'll they'll know you're not holding any weapons. But like, what was weird and like TMI, but like unpacking in certain areas. So like, I remember like the first time I had unwanted female attention was in ninth grade. Because my mom bought me skinny jeans. I was like, we have to figure this out. Because <laughs> I'm packing in the front and the back. And I was like, ma'am, like, no, I don't like this unwanted touching and looks. This is uncomfortable. It's rough. <laughs> it's brutal out here. Well, but... speaking of packing, there's, an un- there's a lot to unpack with Loki episode six. Yeah. I took a master class in segues, yeah. by the way. So let's hop into Loki episode six, the final. But before we do... As always, we want to let all of our listeners know that we will be spoiling this episode because you can't talk about this show without spoiling it, I don't think. Also, um, we're going to go ahead, uh, as we do, William, we give, this, the, we give the episode a letter grade. I would also think it'd be cool, since we are talking about the last episode, to maybe give the entire series a letter grade. So, William, since you're our guest, if you had to give this episode a letter grade... And also maybe the whole series, a letter grade. What would you give? Let's start with the episode. What would you give episode six? So, man, it's rough. But like a B, like a B plus, A minus area. Sure. Um, because I had issues, but I also liked a lot mm-hmm. of it. The series mm-hmm. overall, though, that's an A plus, hands down. I mean, yeah. it just it it just did so much that we needed. So it's. Mm-hmm hands down it's top tier yeah for sure um 
I'll go next because I think Ferenc is going to be a little bit lower, so I'll let him kind of talk about um, his in a minute. Um, I will also give this a B plus. Uh, I wanted it to be an A minus. Um, it's tough with cliffhangers, though. Um, I'm not knocking the show because it ended as a cliffhanger, but I think for me, I felt like I was in the B the B plus camp as well. Um, absolutely, but I had a couple things wrong. What about over the series? Um, Oh, series? Yeah. A plus, for sure. Yeah. A plus. I was so hooked on the show. I was so hooked on the show. All right, Theron, I know you're just you're just steaming over there, so go ahead. What was the episode for you? Can I just say something controversial yet brave? Yes, you can, Eric Andre. <laughs> um the series, I'll give it a B minus. Um it was a good series. There was a lot of problems that I had with it as a person who enjoys um, the superhero media, but time travel and variants, it's cool, but sometimes can be a little convoluted. But overall, mm-hmm. I like the show. I will definitely going to do a rewatch. <sighs> now let's go ahead and get into this last episode that had a lot to say about me in the press the other day. I'm going to give it a D minus because I don't believe in failing grades. Um, but you would fail it if you if it if you don't believe in the failure you would fail the episode on that yeah because a failure failing grade for me on something that's um a movie or a tv show is if i'm not entertained at all and yes i said entertained um i was not entertained at all um then you get an f i had some semblance of entertainment and then it went away very very quickly um I found myself looking at my phone a lot during this episode. And um, Tyler was like, oh, I don't mind cliffhangers. But see, I'm a bad bitch. I got to know shit. I'm the Nancy Drew of Tahlequah. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. Nancy Drew of Oklahoma. I'm the Nancy Drew of the real world. I need to know shit. The fact that I don't know shit that's been dropped throughout this season and there are some loose threads that did not get tied, that gives me a problem. And I have a problem. With this episode. So this episode will get its D minus because it was deserved and it'll wear it proudly like a scarlet letter. Loki episode six, D minus, period. So it sounds like this show did not stick the landing for you whatsoever. You know, it was giving me very Anasia Lucan. She is a gymnast, really good at the high bar. But one time she did not land what she went wanted to land. Or in short, it didn't give what it was supposed to give. It did not give me anything. I was not living for it. I was not feeling for it. I was not gagging. Actually, I was gagging by the smell because it stunk. It wasn't good. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it. And as we're kind of breaking down this episode, tell me where what, what your biggest issues were with it. I know we kind of already talked about you weren't entertained and there were some plot holes. But let's let's kind of dissect some of those too. William also hop in as well so what i'll do is just kind of run we'll just kind of run through the show scene by scene but what did you guys think of the title opening with the different dialogue from like marvel characters and like real life figures what were y'all's thoughts on that because i think this is maybe the first time that marvel's done that i can't think of a time but again there's been 20 plus movies so i'm sure i've forgotten i haven't memorized every single intro card yeah well i mean the the main i mean that song and that main song over the background of it like that's probably what i focused on the most that was Mm -hmm. cap and and uh peggy peggy carter 
Yeah, that was their mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. tune. And I mean, with that, I mean, I, I mean, of course, all the it brings. It's just emotional for that, and it just uh, they hit because I tried to go through and and tried to figure out where all the uh, sounds sound bites came from. They almost, I think, they got almost every movie in that. Because a lot of the time they don't have every like all of the movies. They just have certain sound clips. But that was that was I think pretty spot on. I wish one of the sound clips was "That's America's ass." That would have been great for me. <laughs> I thought I thought I personally thought it was like a little nice, little cute entrance because you know um, basically the it's all about the timeline. So they're like, here's everything that happened in this timeline because this timeline is very linear. Um, Marvel has talked about um, real life figures and their fictitious world. I mean, it's based in New York for crying out loud. So I thought it was cool. And then when I heard my good auntie Maya Angelou speaking, I was like, okay, they trying to get, you know, get me at my feels real quick. And then the episode started and I was immediately taken out of it. Mm-hmm. So, bad. We start off with, it's directly after Sylvie and Loki enchant um, the monster, Elias, and they walk up to the this castle-type citadel building, and we see that Sylvie and Loki approach the door, and um, there's a little bit of hesitation to kick the door open, um, but I think the door just kind of opens automatically, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they enter, they find that Miss Minutes is there. And there were so many theories that like Miss Minutes was the one like kind of controlling everything. And I was like, you know what? I could see that now because Marvel's just crazy enough to be like, she yep, was real. It was it was Miss Minutes all along. It's just she like, was real sus in that with? last episode. She was <laughs> she real was. sus in that last episode. She was she, like, I. She was like, oh yeah, I can get you that information. I guess she, for sure. Mm, give like, me a second. Yeah, super sus. So many files. I can't find them. Miss Minutes yeah. is the baddest bitch thus far on any Marvel property. <laughs> let's go ahead and get it. Let's call it now. Wanda, Captain Marvel, Yelena, Natasha. Yeah. Pack it up, girls. Miss Minutes here. Uh, <laughs> She's what the DNA strand from Jurassic Park wanted to be. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Minutes is the epitome of giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> right, right. It's perfect. So th- that was what brought your, your rating from a... <laughs> from an F minus to a D minus, I'll take it. Low key, that and some low key pun. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, some other things too, but you know, I thought it was really fun that Miss Minutes was there because I, last week I was like, she's sus, she is sus, eject her, and yeah. then she's just like, hey guys, well, right. hey guys, how y'all doing? Y'all want some sweet tea? Like, <laughs> right. It was just really funny to me. Yeah, shout out to Tara Strong. She kills it as she does with everything she does with her voice acting but she yeah. just absolutely killed this one here she's timmy turner she is yeah yeah, yeah. raven and raven well, yeah. Like, can we talk about range where's her oscar where's her <laughs> emmy fuck it fuck elizabeth olsen tara strong gets all the emmys i say we start a hashtag after this episode <laughs> just so <for> tara strong <laughs> tara strong was snubbed even when she's not she's not nominated she was still snubbed <laughs> We march, we stand, just out there with a song. <laughs> Stop, okay. Go ahead, Tyler. So she, they start talking, and there's this, this whole back and forth, and I, I don't remember all of what was 
what the back and forth was going, uh, what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to jump in here, they can. But I think it was somewhere along the lines of Miss Minutes was kind of telling them that they can, that she can, she has the ability to ha- have Loki sort of live an alternate timeline mm-hmm. where Sylvie and Loki live harmoniously, mm-hmm. and she actually, or Loki actually kills Thanos. So on and so forth. So basically just really trying to sweeten this idea of uh, a happier ending. Uh, but that's not good enough because Sylvie wants to take down the TVA and everything it stands for and see it burn to the ground. Um, so they continue to walk through kind of the halls there and we see that Miss Minutes starts describing a life. Um, she starts talking about he who remains, mm-hmm. um, right. which... Uh, is an actual character from the comics um, that is, I wasn't. It is a version of Kang, right? So in the comics, yeah. is he who remains also a version of Kang? Yeah. Or yeah. is mm-hmm. it okay? Okay. He's just like yeah, this yeah. ugly, old, decrepit version of Kang. Like, yeah, right. Because he was kind of like one. He was like a member of the TVA in the comics, right? And right. he just survived, yep. and he was the. Uh, uh, the one who remained. He was the yeah. He was the, the name. The one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, what do we call him? Ah, he remained. Uh, he remains. Like, yeah. Guess it's, it's been eighty four years. <laughs> right. But so. Go ahead. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so you know, she starts talking about how she can make them stay in the same, uh, the same timeline. Uh, we also see that one of the statues is knocked down. Did anyone get an, uh, a look at what statue that was? Because I think there were four, right? Or were there three? I think that was the statue of the one who remains without saying oh, okay. too much just yet because I don't want to skip. Sure, sure. Because um, at the end, it shows that statue again. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's, that's... what. That's that was exactly what I was saying. Because the yeah. other ones looked... Uh, you know, basically like the timekeepers, more or right. less. And so that one, my assumption was of of him. Right, for sure. And then we see the door open, and they walk in, as you do. And who do we see sitting down, just eating the forbidden fruits, the apple? Mr. Kang himself. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Mm. So A what, version what... of Kang. Yeah, what? So, like, you have that face. You you are upset at this point. Well, you you, what is going on with with what you're you're thinking right now? Was it my what forbidden happened? fruit comment? Is that no. where it was? That's where I saw the face turn. It's a biblical thing. I'm sorry. Uh, I you know the devil speaks for me, obviously. Um, no, uh, Chow. I love this actor. He is in. He's the main character in Lovecraft Country that just got canceled um, for no reason. Fuck you, HBO Max. I won't be unsubscribing at the end of the day. Um, but it was like the nuances weren't there. Like he was just very like dilly dally, shilly shally, very like playful evil, which is fine. But I need a little more layers as well because he was like one thing. He was like two dimensional, not multi dimensional for me. Um, and his conversations with Loki and Sylvie were just very um, show, don't tell. I mean, tell, don't show. And I'm more like, show us. Give us right. an example. Give me a visual aid. You are a Marvel show, a Marvel entity. Give me something. Like, you know, we go back to um, WandaVision when she was like, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. And then they showed us what the Scarlet Witch's final form is. Or like when... 
you know, uh, the first black Captain America was like, I'm not going to be no black Captain America. But then they showed us uh, Anthony Mackie um, as black Captain America. So we didn't get anything out of this. The only thing we got was, oh, this person's a variant from this time. And this is what they did. And that was it. Um, I don't want to go too far, but like, he was too anime, like, anime villain. Yeah, he was very anime villain. And all he did was really just monologue. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of exposition there. I mean, he did do that thing that villains in Marvel movies will sometimes do. Like, I feel like, I think Ego did this in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where they like show you like the story with like toys or something as Mm -hmm. a way to use exposition. I wanna, um, so he he was kind of using that too. He also looked at the camera directly, and I don't know what's been going mm. on with this. And ev- like with like Wandavision, and with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and this one, there are several several scenes where they are looking at the camera when they say something. Oh, the villains and, are. Yeah, or just in general, and just yeah, it happens a lot, and I don't know why. Because right. my whole theory on this before I thought you know who he who remains was even that i was like hoping that it was just going to be like some kind of weird uh like <clears throat> marvel writers room where they're just oh <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> so meta yeah you know they're just they're the ones who made the timeline and they just like got there so like i you know oh, no. kind of weird Casey's you know. like one of the writers. For the episode <laughs> yeah. Deadpool Deadpool's in there just like what's up guys yeah. you're just like oh my god we well, see, like with WandaVision, it made sense to the fourth wall breaking because it's a show about a woman's mental health declining and she's using sitcom motifs. And then Agatha like winking all the time. Like, OK, that makes sense. I don't really recall that in uh, Falcon, I almost called it Black Panther 2, uh, <laughs> Falcon to the Winter Soldier. But I, I've noticed it a lot in Loki and I'm just like, are you telling us something? What what are you telling us? It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, But I thought he was he was very candid when he spoke to him about everything, and he apparently knew everything that was going to happen. Which, but then he was like, "Oh, now I don't know everything that's going to happen." Exactly. He's like, "The sand of times ran up." Yeah, and is that threshold? It's just kind of like a skip. Yeah, it kind of gives, like he, I mean, he was, in, obviously he was enticing Sylvie to do what she needed to mm-hmm. do, um, and to drive that dagger between her and, and Loki, um, but it was just like, he, he was, he was very candid about it, because regardless, it seemed like he was going to win, regardless, like, if, if, you know, if she took him out, then he would just regenerate, come back as somebody else. Or as another mm-hmm. version, or you know, she could um, take over the reins or whatever, and he'd still be existing. He'd still be mm-hmm. getting what he wants, mm-hmm. as far as the same timeline. Mm-hmm. It just he, I th- I thought he, I don't know, I thought he did really good as far as like explaining it and doing everything and how he was acting towards, um, how he was acting towards him. He just seemed, he seemed like a villain that wasn't a villain, but mm-hmm. he was like scared of something else, mm-hmm. more or less, mm-hmm. which he, I mean, he was, but. He was very seemed, charismatic. 
Yeah. You know, he was very charismatic. No, he I was very so. he was very much drunk guy at the bar who knows something that he shouldn't know. Hey, he's just he's tired, Theron. He said, "Listen, I'm t- I'm going to reason with you here. This is what most villains won't tell you. I'm tired. <laughs> but I don't want you to kill me because you don't want to wake up my other variants out there because then shit's going to get real. There's one guy called He's like, I've been called many things. I've been called evil guy. I've been called conqueror, wink, wink. And then he goes off and rattles off other, yeah. Yeah. yeah, He goes through all these different iterations that he's been called. And he's like, you don't want to wake up the other ones. And then the threshold happens. Um, Before we go, like, before, just to kind of take a little bit of a sidestep away from the the King scenes. Because I know this is, we're kind of back and forth with, with these scenes throughout the entire episode. But... Um, we do go back to the TVA where Mobius shows up and he has like the prune stick, which do we know what that's called? Is it just called the prune stick? It, it, so if you think like they are the TVA, they write the timeline, they write what happens. Those things uh-huh. look like pencils. One's pointed side and the other oh, side yeah. is an eraser. Right. Oh, 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 pencils. But not like oh. cute pencils. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that's I, that's the only thing I keep calling it is a pencil because they just keep erasing people with that side. That is a good point. I have not, I have not connected that, but now that you describe it like that, it makes, like, all the sense in the world that, yeah, they're basically big pencils. That That is completely correct. When we talk about how, how he got taken out, like, a, just, I was so upset how Ramona just just barely made a move and he just went down. No. Oh, he went down. Yeah. yeah. And she took out Loki too. Um, well, I love... B, so B-15 actually went back to Freeman, Ohio mm-hmm. to see Ravona as a teacher. What were you guys' thoughts on that scene? Like, that was another one of those, like, I love anytime B-15 is on my TV. She's, right, my favorite right. char- she's one of my favorite characters of yeah, the she series. she kills it. She kills it. But like it was like one of those like insert Cardi me Cardi B meme. What was the reason, bitch? Like we all knew everybody was a variant. Like what was the reason? To just show Mobius something he already knew? Like what was the reason? <laughs> like I didn't get it. I guess they like brought her the pen to be like, oh, like we know where you're from. But like it was just like okay. My thought I, is that they were... Oh, go ahead, William. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I think it was just more or less to get everybody else on board because only B-15 and and her and Mobius like, are the only ones that really believe what's happening. And so she was like, I have to show everyone mm-hmm. else. Because she showed and another so, agent. And she showed the agent and was like, hey, I need you to get on board with this. We can even take her back through the timeline here and do whatever because you know, yeah. we're, we're them. That's what I thought they were going to do, too, was either I thought they were either going to bring Ravona to Freeman, Ohio, and have the two meet each other, or take the teacher from Ohio to the TVA and be like, hey, look, it's you. You, You're a variant. Like, you have another life. You were a teacher. Principal. Um, Was she a principal? Yeah. Oh. I thought she was, like, in a classroom. Like, like, we go give this black woman her flowers. She was a principal. No, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I thought she was in a classroom, so I thought she was just like, you know, it was in between but, class periods or something, or she was prepping on her day off. Yeah. She works in a school. We know that. Oh. We can say that she works in a school. But isn't, um, I know this is kind of like off, but we were still talking about the same thing. 
there was a tweet that was put out by I don't remember who put it out, but they were like, now that you've seen all the Lokis, and B fifteen was on as a picture with That's like Gator Loki and President Loki. Like, did you guys see this at all? It was like put out by either. Marvel I saw like that, a, but like, I think they came out and said that was a mistake. Did they? I didn't. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't see anything after it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense." But it also kind of makes sense. So, so the picture was implying that B fifteen was a Loki as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't see. see this, but I'm also not on Twitter. So send me that. Send me a I'll picture try to of find that. Because that. that's that. You know, um, that kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I would so, love for B-15 to be a Loki. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I would definitely be down for that. Um, also, one of the things that... Um, so I love Owen Wilson, but why is he always whispering, like, in every scene? Because wow. he thinks whispering means wow. dramatic drama. Yeah. Wow. It's like, come on, Ravona, we've got to get down to the TV. Hey, we got to get out of... we got to blow this popsicle stand. I'm like, why are you yelling? You're a great actor. Like, enunciate, speak up. I'm just hoping that they have a variant where he's he's freaking Lightning McQueen, man. And he's just like, ka-chow. Like, I just want that to happen. This series was, Disney owns Marvel. Yeah. There were so many missed opportunities. Like, the, last week I said they should have had the Pizza Planet bus. Oh, you, this, week, the last week, yeah. this week you're like, he should, let's show him a variant as a car. As the Lightning McQueen car. Like, wow, they wait, are I've fucking... I've got a timeline where I'm a car. Can you believe that? Wow. I'm best friends with a tow truck named Tow Mater. Isn't that wild? I just want to see his ass All on a I jet ski. <laughs> that was so great. I mean, why not? You can make, like... Um, I don't want to talk about this movie because it doesn't deserve a lot of time, but the new Space Jam movie does this because they take all the Warner Brother properties together. Yeah, you could, we we could talk about that another time. That's I want to review that because I I really want to shit on that movie. Um, <laughs> I don't care that it's a movie Come for back kids and not let, adults, but yes. because listen, if if Disney can can consistently put out movies that are great for both adults and children, there's no reason why Space Jam can't be good enough for both kids and adults as well. For sure. Well, and you have to I'm come at. back for our like review for Space Jam because I watched it this morning and I was just like, the only person who whose career is still intact here is Zendaya's. Um, oh yeah, she played Lola. She played Lola, but like LeBron yeah. James, like I said it on Facebook earlier, um, his acting is horrible. I oh thought I was watching a children's movie, not a horror film. Like. It was so bad. I was screaming. I was like, oh my hey, God, son, I'm so scared. Son, what the, what's your problem, man? You're going to play basketball. Screw this video game crap. And I'm just it's like, all about family. I was like, can we stop with the word family for 2021? Oh because I just expect Vin Diesel's going to show up and be like, family. So <laughs> like, we've got to get out of here. Through his get car. me out of here. <laughs> he just flies out from the stratosphere. He's like, family. Speaking of family. And then family. a Transformer shows up and picks him up. Speaking of family, can we just go ahead and get out of the way the weird, incestuous, time-variant kiss between Sylvia and Loki, which I said they were going to do when they were on Lamentis, but you said no, he was just looking at her and stuff. I was like, nah, he want to fuck yeah, himself. I, yeah, she, I said that they weren't leaning in for a kiss on Lamentis. That was... They were. You know, on that episode. But on this episode, time went on. Relationships. I don't think she's like a she's like a completely different Loki though. She hasn't even mentioned Thor once, which is every other Loki had something to say about Thor 
And she's the only one that hasn't had anything to say about him. It's true. And I don't think she has one in hers. Like, I don't think she's gone through all of that kind of stuff. She was really young and, and stuff. I don't think she's like a normal Loki, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, see, now, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, in the comic books, uh, the female Loki is Loki inhabiting Lady Sif's body. Um, And then this Loki in this show is a mixture of the Enchantress from Rocks in Oklahoma. So it's kind of just like, oh, you just amalgamate, you amalgamate, I'm a little tipsy. You mix two characters together and (laughs) decided, oh, this is our female Loki and I'm not feeling it. Right. Yeah. But it is I, what it is. I mentioned it together. Yeah. I did mention that on the last episode, Theron, because you and I were I, I was entertaining this idea about if you saw a variation of yourself, would there be any attraction to him to that person? And uh, I said maybe they just want to kiss, and here you go. Um my wife did not like that scene at all. She was like, Oh my god, Ugh. and I was just like it's cool. It's, it's because Amy's a good, <laughs> smart, wholesome woman. <laughs> I mean, even if it was, you know, a Loki variant, you know, I mean, Loki's kind of full of himself. So yeah. it makes sense that he would kiss somebody that, but the, you know, like the is whole, basically him. The whole principle is that this 2012 Loki, like, saw everything, saw all of his life played out on that screen. You know, he understood that even the people that he betrayed still, like, loved him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a completely different Loki that we're, like, talking about. Mm-hmm. When he's like, he is vulnerable. He's opening up. He's not that that uh, the god of mischief at that point. He is right. He's like human. Like he is feeling emotions about you know, in this case himself, in 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 lady form. But <laughs> also too, I oh go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was just thinking to to also. To also support your theory that Sylvie isn't Loki, is every other Loki didn't have a problem with being called Loki, but Sylvie did. Almost as if people has have assumed that she was a version of Loki, and then people always just like, "You're Loki, you're you're a Loki variant." She was like, "Ugh, quit calling me that. I'm Sylvie. Like I'm a whole completely different person." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, I can I can she, see that she only enchants things. She doesn't make things appear. She doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't do anything else but just enchant stuff. I mean, right. we saw literal. I mean, we saw Loki freaking throw a building back up, like oh with yeah, his powers. So I mean, like all she does is enchant stuff. So it it makes me really think that she's not even not even there. But she's the enchantress, but yeah. not the DC enchantress because blech. <laughs> that movie had to go. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for the new one, but that old one's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, uh, God. The soundtrack was great. I love the soundtrack because it had but... twenty one, uh, twenty one pilots on it. Heathens, baby, don't get me started. Loser band. That's. I'll just do a solo podcast, just me talking about the albums all by myself. <laughs> Bonus <it>. pod. Subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon to hear me talk about twenty one pilots for three hours. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so we're kind of towards the end of the. The episode here, uh, Sylvie teleports uh, Loki away, uh, sends him back to the TVA. And... After, wait, wait, we, we skipped a part. 
Okay, what do we Sylvie skip? Sylvie road ra- rages and kills Kang the Conqueror. After he was like, Loki and Sylvie had um, a disagreement in ideas because Loki was like, I don't think we should do it. And she was like, oh, no, I'm doing it because you are a liar. You always wanted the whole power thing and blah, 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 blah. They fight, then they make out, fight, then she to- she stabs uh, Kang and then sends Loki back to the TVA. But well, before, she actually yeah. she, she sends him back first and then stabs him. Yeah, but the timeline's already breaking while mm-hmm. they're all they're fighting and stuff like that, which is why at that end, why they don't he got sent to somewhere else because she thought that she was sending him back to the normal timeline. Right. But the right. timeline was breaking, so yeah, that was a huge. Yeah, miss. and then as he's stabbed. He kind of gives her a wink and he's like, "See you soon." Yeah. I'm like, yep. That part. Here it comes. I'll give you. I'll give you. I hated that. I hated that so much. I'll give you that one. I. I just. I thought yeah. that there could have been a cooler way to do that. I just. I just feel like there could have been a better way to do that. His delivery mm-hmm. was very Looney Tune. Like he too should have been on Space Jam too. So I'm just like, you're giving me. You're not giving what it's supposed to give. He would have improved the movie for sure. It would have. Yeah. <laughs> like LeBron James cannot act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Michael B. Jordan improved that movie, and he was only in it for thirty seconds. Because they're like, "We got Michael Jordan." You start hearing that song from Chicago play, and they're like, "And now Michael Jordan." It's Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Michael B. Jordan. He's just like, "What's up, guys?" And LeBron's like, "Oh, you got the wrong dude." And he's like. Love you, Bron. Later. And I was like, yeah, made the movie yeah. instantly better for 30 seconds. I Michael re- B. Jordan's the best. <laughs> okay, so just side note. I realized while watching the film, there's 45 minutes left at that scene, and they've been done playing this damn game of basketball. And I was like, oh, not my gay, sassy, black ass. I'm turning this off. <laughs> I turned that shit off with the band. <laughs> It was uh, it was something else. When we review it, um, William, we'll have to bring you back for when we review God, it because you watched it, right? That was let's. It was let's, so bad. I am so ready to review something I don't like. You know what? <laughs> I've been I mean, reviewing you, something I like so much. If you look up reviews, did you just like look up you know Space Jam two reviews? You'll see like all this like Washington Post is just like oh this is a bad this is bad every all these other ones and then ESPN's like finally we got the LeBron movie we needed like oh god. <laughs> ESPN oh, talked it up so oh, much. Oh, they, they love LeBron. They love LeBron. They're like, hey, guys, uh, you know that Taco Tuesday thing LeBron's doing every Tuesday? Isn't that quirky? Well, we're going to show it here on ESPN. Breaking news. <laughs> Guess what LeBron had for dinner on Tuesday? Hint, it was tacos. <laughs> like, we get it, ESPN. You love LeBron. We get it. Fun fact, though, you know, I'm still on Space Jam. The original Space Still? Jam. The original Space Jam actually had shitty reviews, oh, but terrible. I, I, oh, I, I am dude, a, you, I am offended. You go back and watch it. Michael Jordan can't act either. Like it's, it's pretty just, bad. I'm it's going to watch it tonight. Rough. I'm going to watch it tonight. At least he has charisma, though. We'll give him that. At least he has charisma. Like, Crazy. I feel attacked. Oh, yeah. I feel very attacked right now. Don't get Fitness me wrong. Damage. I love that first Space Jam. It's great. But the acting is just as equally bad in that <laughs> as it is. 
Did either of you have the, the, the VHS tape that had the little silver coin in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, that was so cool. I took that thing out immediately. I, like, cut the plastic off my VHS, ruined the box, but I was just like, yes. I got my coin. And I obviously lost it. It's probably worth millions now. But I had that Space Jam coin. It was so great. But so, after uh, after so – let's get off Space Jam because we'll save that for a whole yeah. other pod because I cannot wait to talk about that movie. Um, so after – uh, after we 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 kill off uh, Kang, we then go back and Mobius and B fifteen are there at the TVA and they see that those branches are just they're just breaking off like shit. I mean they're just it's massive overload. They're like, well, this is the end. And then Loki um, he gets up. He's kind of just sitting there and he's just looking pissed off. And he he gets back at the, uh, to the TVA and he finds Mobius and B fifteen. He was like. He's just like, guys, we fucked up. We freed the timeline. And they're just like, who are you? And aren't you from the archives? Mm-hmm. And then Loki's just like, what the hell? And it's like that Planet of the Apes moment where they look up and they see that, you know, like, instead of seeing like the Statue of Liberty, you know, it's, it's the ape there. And he's just like, no, damn you. And so Loki looks up and he sees Kang, the statue there. He's just like, oh, shit. And then boom, credits. And... I, I was really disappointed that Marvel used their mid credit scene as just basically a, just to say, like, Loki's come back for episode two, or season two. And we're just like, mm-hmm. okay, y'all could have just immediately said that and then gave us, like, a mid credit scene, but maybe I'm too greedy. So wasn't wasn't Loki supposed to be, like a, like, a lot longer of a season, but, like, due to COVID, they had to, like, cut it into two seasons because they couldn't keep filming or something like that? I don't know. I don't believe that. Yeah. And the reason why I do not believe that is because the showrunner is no longer attached to Loki season two. Uh, I'll say one thing about Marvel is like, even with Marvel Netflix, they kept their showrunners if they had to split a se- splice a season. So for mm-hmm. instance, um, Daredevil seasons one through three had the same showrunner until he was like, I'm out. Uh, Jessica Jones season one and three had the same show runner. Season true. two which is like the meh season, did not have the same showrunner. That's true. I mean, won't most people um, argue that season one of Jessica Jones is like the best Marvel TV that's out there? Fact. Let's let's just just raise that up. (laughs) I'll say right now, like, (laughs) untouchable, like, yes, WandaVision and uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki are good but Jessica Jones was great. Like, there's a difference. They're not playing the same game here. Like, I could rewatch that and rewatch season uh, episode thirteen of season one and cry at this one scene with her and Luke Cage every time. And I'm just like, <laughs> "You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right, girl." <laughs> so, uh, Theron, was there anything else that you wanted to kind of hop into with? like some of the other issues that you had or any plot holes that so weren't I, I, resolved? The plot holes, okay, I have a problem. Like, I still am not truly understanding what Loki, uh, Sylvie's uh, Nexus event was. I guess she was just living. That's her event. They never really clarified that um, well for me. Um, sure. We don't really understand, like, what the great beyond is. We really don't understand, like, what Kang, his motive was. Um, 
we truly don't understand who, like how, where, how Mobius and Ravona and B-15, like we don't know their backstories of like why they so pissed off to be purged, you know, like to find out that they're variants and like they're here. Like what were their lives like? Even like a little glimpse, that would have been good. Like, yeah, I said like B-15, um, Wumi was, Hasaka's uh, face acting was great when she was like, I was so happy. But I was like, what was it? Like, what were you, were you a mom? Like, just a little insight. Um, I guess we'll find that out in season two. Like, I know it's not like the biggest deal, but it's a deal. Like, you have a lot of loose threads and just, it was dialogue heavy, which I'm okay with dialogue heavy, but nothing had like an emotional recourse besides like the whole like Sylvie turning on Loki. That was about it. I'm sorry, Will. I keep, I keep seeing you trying to say something. No, it's just like I we uh, when we were going, we forgot one part that I found that was really important during the movie is that mm-hmm. when Miss um, Minutes came back to Ravona to give her the archive stuff, and I don't think she gave her that stuff. She was like, "What is this?" But her mm-hmm. and Mobius, when they were talking, he was like, "Oh, he said something about free will," and then when she left. She was like, he was like, where are you going? She was like, to find free will or whatever. Mm. I think those were, um, I think she get, Miss Minutes gave her coordinates to find Kang because Ravona and Kang are lovers. Your boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, she's a groupie. So I think she was, I think now her role is to literally go and find him. I think that's what she was doing when she left that. When you said... Mm. Um, kind of what, what was all the stuff that came to my head because that was something important. I feel like, part yeah. Of that as I, she was like, this wasn't what I asked for. Miss Minutes was like, oh, it's good, <laughs> and like, and just left. But I think she gave her coordinates to yeah. to find him. I'm not here no. to give you what you want. I'm here to give you what you need. Deuces! And she leaves. <laughs> I will, Tyler. Why did you sound like a late a black woman who makes pancakes? I, <laughs> That's not what I was going for. That's just she's got like that southern like I'm part of the timeline. It's like, baby, you ain't lived until you had my hotcakes. <laughs> I'm done. It's always it's always the baby. The baby? That's all. Baby? Now I'm like really craving pancakes now. I'm about to tell you the most comforting thing ever is to have an old black lady call you baby on a, uh, on a school bus or like on a fucking public transit because you just feel so safe. Like, just, you're like, really just anywhere. Just just like, anywhere. Oh, baby, thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> like my mom, she's 71, about to be 72. Shout out to Claire. And she's very much like that to my friends, especially my white friends. But to me, she like go get go in the house and sit your ass down and go find you something to eat. But now Tyler's like, oh Miss Clara, I'm hungry. She's like, oh baby, I got some stuff in the refrigerator. What you want? You want some pancakes? Just go sit down. I'll go make you something. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Claire. Jeez. Uh, so so yeah, I, I like this episode um, a lot, and I know that we could we could continue to go into it. But we've talked about it's it a boot. at pretty great lengths. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really great episode. Uh, I'm excited for season two whenever that comes out. I'm just really excited for anything Marvel. Just yeah. whatever you got, Marvel, I'll watch it. You've got this like anime series. No, that's Star Wars. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, um, there's still, the there's but... the uh, that. I'm um, okay. That. <laughs> that 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 part. So um, 
there's the new animated Marvel that's the What If series that's going to be coming out, and I'm excited to see, you know, what that's all about as well. I heard a rumor. Well, I read the comics of What Ifs, but I heard a rumor that the What If series is the aftermath of the Loki other timelines. Like, the... Okay. So So there would be What Ifs, right. Mm -hmm. Because in the original What If comic series that came out in the 1970s and some in the 90s, were just like, what if Gwen Stacy got bit and uh, Mary Jane got bit or, you know, Aunt right. May got bit by the spider. Sure. So just little nuances yeah. and instances See, in the timeline that varies. Can you imagine you Aunt know? May out there just slinging around? Just uh, there's like... a whole comic book of it and <laughs> it is say... something to read. <laughs> oh my, it's, that's I... a legit, yeah. It's How have I actually... not heard of that comic run? I keep asking like, what if there was this? And they're like, oh, you know what? You're prayers have been answered there, there is that comic and i'm like i mean they wait. got squirrel girl out there man they, that's they make true anything. i've read they got, i've read some squirrel girl they'll they make a, She's lot of, a lot of different stuff but but having this whole multiverse of madness for dr strange and everything like that mm-hmm. that's i mean and and it can't be a coincidence that literally we have not got a no way home trailer the movie's in December, mm-hmm. right. okay? They yeah. had to wait until this show was done. We had to wait for other stuff to be put in place before this. I have to have my Tobey Maguire yes. in yes. this movie. <laughs> and like, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> yes, and I just want to let you know, Tyler, I was motherfucking right. I want my roses. I told you, Wanda was never going to be the one to break the multiverse. It was going to be Loki. And I said it at the very, the first podcast. Okay. Yeah, be that as it may, I never disagree Applaud with me. you. Applaud me. I never me. disagree with you. Applaud me. I hope you can hear this. I did it for you. <laughs> I, I want- I'm so so. William, who is your favorite uh, version of Spider Man between God, the Tom Holland, Garfield, Maguire? It's kind of it's kind of they all have their merit. Mm. They uh, Tobey Maguire's for I mean he is the he is the comic book accurate minus his. His webbing stuff, like he, yeah. I mean, he went, it was true to Uncle Ben. Like he, he was good. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just, I love those movies so much, and the the characters and and the actors that they got to play it. I mean, who Norman Osborn by Willem Dafoe? You cannot beat another Green Goblin in mm-hmm. that. You can't find another. He killed it. You just can't. He killed it. You, can you can you name can you name a better Green Goblin than I'm not. I'm not going to name a better Green Goblin, but I will name a better Spider-Man. Okay, <laughs> who who you, who you got for that? Tom you say Holland. Okay. Tom Holland. As I was Tom about to say, if you say Garfield, then you can shut the hell up. Tom Holland is given what it was supposed to be gay. Like Tobey Maguire, the whole time, like I was ten when the first one came out. Maybe, maybe nine or eight. All I kept thinking. Yeah. Yes, I was ten. All I kept thinking about was him being in Middle Earth because I kind of like watched that Spider-Man movie a little late in life. Um, and I, you're like, they couldn't have had a better actors for the series. Can we? No, talk I meant about- like more like the villains. I mean, obviously okay, because I was saying had- Kirsten Dunst as Mary J. Watson is a no, mess. I'll never, I'll never take side of that. <laughs> that <laughs> upside down kissing scene though was. That was pretty hot, though. That was hot, but, like, yeah. okay, never mind, I ain't gonna talk about that. But, like, no, Kristen Dunst as Mary J. Watson, yeah. and then the girl who, then Bo Dallas Bryce, or whatever her name was, to play Gwen Stacy, and I was just like, huh? Who? Yeah. 
You mean yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard? Whatever the hell her name was. Obviously, we got who he was talking about. He's ranting. Okay, this guy was like, man, who's Bo Bice from American Idol playing Gwen Stacy? They might as well just had Tori Spelling playing Gwen Stacy. Or you know what? You know what? They could have had John Cena play Gwen Stacy because when I watched the third movie, I wasn't seeing it. Period. Yeah. I just okay, want to see but, emo Spider-Man again. But then you know they had you know they had Gwen's death with uh, Emma Stone. You know. Mm-hmm. With Andrew Garfield, that was, I mean, that Spoiler was... Spoiler alert. <laughs> that movie is 10 fucking years old. So <laughs> but, you know, that was such, I mean, I always wanted Gwen Stacy to die, obviously. That's... Yeah. That's the... Murderer? That is, like, that is the big... That is one of the biggest crucial points of his entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and having that in the movie was, was top tier for me. Um, but if they, in this, you know, Tom Holland's doing great. And he, obviously, he's not as young as he plays, but mm-hmm. he definitely plays the part really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, to me, he's just too, he's really, I need more quips. I need mm. more quips from him. Okay. And, yeah. That's fair. Uh, it's good. Like when he, when he first was introduced in Civil War, mm-hmm. I was all about it i was like oh god like, hey this guys is, this is him just, this is it you know just grabs that shell or yeah shell, the uh, shield uh, rather yeah and then he stops like uh winter soldier's punch and he was like oh man that's yeah. cool huge that's fan. A cool arm oh, yeah like I you know. know like <laughs> that stuff you know tom holland's doing a, a really great job i just yeah. i need them all to come together and make my life perfect yeah that'd be great i mean my I'm life. definitely going to go see it in theaters. I want to see it. Also, I heard another rumor that Loki is showing up for the Multitude of Madness, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, heard that too. And I also heard a rumor that Doctor Strange and Wanda will meet up in the third Spider-Man film. Um, they cut the scene where, like, there's supposed to be an endgame. There's pictures of it, but they never dropped the reel of it. Where Doctor Strange and Wanda are, like, doing like working in tandem and he starts looking at her like what are you doing like this is you're not just using telekinesis it's like magic but he couldn't tell what it was so so i'm really 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 ready to see these films but we are a little bit over time so let's go ahead and just move over to our check this out or whatever (laughs) okay theron this segment is called you should check this out and in this segment you and i make recommendations (laughs) i feel attacked are you mad Theron, this is episode six, man. Get it right. I have done a lot of drugs and drank a lot of water. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) During the podcast? (laughs) Yes, I've done crystal meth. (laughs) He needs some milk. (laughs) So, Will, since you are a guest and we are both gentlemen and ladies, um, what would you suggest or recommend to our listeners? It could be What do you mean? What do you mean, just recommending anything? Mm-hmm. It could be music. It could be TV shows, books. Books, yeah. Anything from, like, pop culture. Mm-hmm. And we can actually go if we want to give you time, because you probably yeah, I don't know yeah, if you have enough time me, to yeah, think about I've got, it. I've got a million things I would recommend yeah. to people. So, but as for, for right now, yeah, one of, one of you guys go for that. I, I can go first. Um, okay. Really quick, I'll give one, and then I'll give it to Theron, and then William will end it with you. Tell us what we should check out. Cool. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, a Star Wars show. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. It's called The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, I think, 
10, 11, or 12 episodes in right now. And it's really good. If you were a fan of the Clone Wars, which I didn't finish, and my wife will never let me forget that. You need to um, go ahead and do that. Yeah. So Don't just jump in there and get that done, man. That's important. Yeah. And Rebels, if you can. It's very, yeah. There's a lot of plot points in that. that you need. Amy's wrapping that up right now as we speak. Um, she has she has greatly surpassed me in Star Wars fandom or mm-hmm. nerdum. She's just like all about it. I mean. I, I think Theron and I were going back and forth about the last episode of Loki, and Amy hopped in to be like, I watched it. It was pretty great, but I couldn't stop thinking about Star Wars. So, like, any <laughs> any way she could integrate Star Wars into the conversation, she's going to. Um, but Bad Batch is one of the shows that her and I watch every Friday. Um, it takes place um, right after Order 66, and if you're aware of Star Wars lore, then you know what that is. Uh, it's a really great show. The animation is amazing, and shout out to Dave Filoni for saving Star Wars. He, he's the man. He's saving it. Uh, so it's a really good show. Uh, and like I said, I think the, sh- I think the show is going to be wrapping up uh, in a few more episodes. I yeah, believe. I think there's about four more. or five. There's oh, only I two more. I thought there was only two more. Oh wow! I, I thought there were like sixteen episodes. I thought we were in episode twelve. But yeah, maybe I could I'm be wrong. wrong. No, I could be wrong. One of us is wrong, one of us is right. But yeah, Bad Batch, if you have Disney+, Plus, uh, and if you're watching Loki, you have it. So go check out The Bad Batch, Star Wars animated show. Theron, what about you? I'm going to recommend a very classic anime called Aroni Kenshin. Um, it is about Batosai, the manslayer. Um, he is a reformed mercenary, and he's trying to live a peaceful life with Miss Haru and her um martial arts school but they still find themselves in danger in finding ways finding themselves in the eyes of people who are trying to hurt him or assassinate him Um, this anime came out in 1992 it's classic um yes the director is very problematic and yes he's been arrested for child porn and stuff but this is something that is a gem from my childhood that is just a really fun watch um there's really good character development. There's multiple characters, but each character gets their time to shine. Um, you can watch it on Hulu or Netflix. Or nice. on Bootleg. Nice. Or Crunchyroll, I assume. I don't think so. Because Crunchyroll, maybe Funimation, because I'm also trying to find this old, obscure anime. It's not that obscure, because it was on Toonami in the 90s, called Tenchi Moyo Reoki. I cannot find it anywhere. And it's like one of my favorite animes growing up. I used to own every set on DVD when I lived in Old Mulgi, but then I lost them in a move. So, I know a guy. Mm. I could probably show you where to find it. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So yeah, I can. I'll you know I can do a movie too. So like basically, there's this really awesome, just like computer, like integrated movie. They basically they take this really popular athlete they like take him into the universe he's gonna no, win this stop. basketball stop. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. i was uh, like canceled is this, <laughs> this motherfucker talking about space jam <laughs> no, I, was I, I was like really hooked in first i was like okay multiverse server ver- oh my god he's sucking me into it no abort yeah, Viola's abort. davis <laughs> meme just get my purse i'm leaving <laughs> I'm out no, of here. Um, I'll do. I'll do some music. So if you guys, um, Mayor Hawthorne is my favorite artist 
of mm-hmm. like all time right now. He is, he just plays just good vibe and music for me. Mm-hmm. Some of it's, it's, it's hard to describe. You just gotta listen. It's real good. It's uh, also along the lines of like some baby making music. It's really just beautiful sounding. Got some good instruments. Just, mm. it just makes you want to, mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, like, clap some cheeks. Wanna, yeah, like, yeah. Just, his, mm. I, I see he's got a song called Just Ain't Gonna Work Out. Ooh. Yeah. Or you got this like, uh, uh, man, there's like Breakfast Only You. Bed, or, uh, Oh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> they all are. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on, let me grab my pl- my pearls so I can clinch them. Oh, God. Gasp! <laughs> the vapors. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. It's like What's... lingerie and candle wax. I think. Oh. Oh, really? Dude, it's just, it's so good. It's just so good. And it makes me, it it just makes me cheer up wherever I'm yeah. going, man. It just, it's just vibing music. It's good. Is the blood rushing to your head, or is it brushed <laughs> to your head? <laughs> so sorry, yeah, it's just good stuff. I'll just recommend him out, man, because he's super great. Yeah, well, I'll have to check him out. I was actually just looking him up as you were saying him. Uh, so I will definitely give Mayor Hawthorne a listen, because I'm always down for some some music. But alrighty. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of The Fox and the Stone. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this was our longest episode, um, but <laughs> we had a lot of great laughs and, a, and a, some good conversations. So, William, thank you so much for taking time out of your night. I know you're super busy doing a lot of things right now, so yeah. I appreciate you taking time, and I'd love to have you back anytime you would like to. Yeah, um, man, I'm, I'm stoked man i'm stoked thanks for having me on here yeah absolutely absolutely uh do you want to plug anywhere where people can find you do you have a uh yeah i mean um i've got instagram twitter you know the the usuals um it's uh at wk stout which is s-t-a-u-d-t um you know follow me on there i'm a photographer so lots of lots of work on there so well, hell yeah. I will definitely uh, I'll be sure to put your Instagram name in the description note so people can easily find where you are located and see some of your awesome work. Uh, I've been a fan of your work for a long time, my friend. So we have I don't know if you remember this. But, um, when William was actually um, going through college, he needed someone to... He, he was doing some photography. This is like t- 2010, 2011. And we had like, uh, it was like a dark kind of... 2012. Um, was it 2012, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah, there was like the blinds. I had like those like really cheap mm-hmm. sunglasses I wore. <laughs> yep. I still got those photos around somewhere. I need those photos to research. He looked good. Okay. I was I, killing it. I don't want to like whatever, but the dude, man, he, I mean, he looked good. He turned out a, good. I had a little dirt on above my lips, you know, just a little bit. I was growing it out. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, thank you all so much, whoever you are and wherever you are, for joining us on this episode of The Fox and the Stone. Theron, I will talk to you later. And as always, bye. Bye.